Breaking news, Donald Trump is asking a judge to throw out the election subversion case against him in Georgia. The former president's legal team just filed a motion claiming presidential immunity, just like they have in other cases. CNN's Paula Reid has been going through the court filings. Paula, what's his reasoning for wanting immunity in this particular case? Well, Dana, this is all very familiar. The former president's lawyers arguing that presidential immunity should protect him from this sprawling RICO case down in Georgia. And that argument might sound familiar because it is the exact same argument they made in his federal election subversion case. And this question uh, of presidential immunity, this is going to be the focus of a much anticipated oral argument tomorrow before the D.C. Court of Appeals. Trump's even expected to attend. Now, in today's state filing, they're making many of the same arguments they've made in the past. They argue that in and around January 6th, Trump was acting in his official capacity as president. They argue that conversations he had with state officials about election proceedings, that that's all part of his official duties as president. And of course, they argue that because it was part of his official duties as president that he should be protected under presidential immunity. These are the same arguments they've made before in the federal case, but so far the courts have not seen it this way. This argument was dismissed at the district trial level here in Washington, D.C. His former White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, has also argued similar issues, and a court of appeals dismissed the idea that election-related activities, that those are really part of his official federal duties. Now, this question about immunity, the extent to which the former president has any protections for his actions around January 6th, Dana, this is a question that could ultimately end up at the Supreme Court. Special Counsel Jack Smith has already asked the high court once to just weigh in and settle this once and for all. They declined to do that. Instead, letting oral arguments go ahead in the Court of Appeals, whatever happens after these oral arguments or the Georgia case, it is highly likely that the justices will again be asked to weigh in on this. It's unclear if they're going to want to weigh in here. But one thing that is for sure is that by litigating this at the federal and state level, the former president has been at least successful in delaying his federal case mm -hmm. and could be successful in delaying the state case as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously he would like immunity, but the short-term goal is to delay, 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 as you've been saying for quite some time. <laughs> you mentioned that he is going to be in court tomorrow for an appeals court hearing. He has a, a pretty significant courtroom scheduled this week, the final week before the Iowa caucuses. Yeah, he sure does. I mean, we're seeing the intersection between the campaign events uh, and all these legal proceedings. This is something we've been talking about for quite some time. And tomorrow, arguably, arguably constitutionally, the most consequential day, his lawyers and lawyers for the special counsel will argue before uh, an appellate panel about this issue of immunity. But, Dana, even one of his former lawyers, Tim Parlatore, has told me on air, he just, he just doesn't expect him to win on the merits. But, again, if the larger strategy, the broader strategy, is at least to try to get that federal case delayed until after the November 2024 election, in some ways, they've already won. And then later this week, there will be closing arguments in another civil case that he faces up in New York. Now, there's no jail time on the line here. This is not a criminal case, but it's really personal. For the former president, it's about his business, their ability to do business in the state of New York, potentially facing hundreds of millions of dollars in penalties. We've seen him show up to numerous proceedings in the course of that case. He's watched his children testify. Mm -hmm. It has been incredibly personal, a lot on the line for him, and that's, that's just one week. It is just one week, <laughs> and many more to come that look a lot like what you just described. Thank you so much for that reporting, Paula.
Joining us right now is Michael Moore, former U.S. attorney and CNN legal analyst. So, Michael, the filing in Georgia making a similar argument of presidential immunity that his team is making in the federal case against him that we're watching for this big moment, this appeals court, um, this appeals court taking up that question tomorrow. But is this Georgia filing different than the question now before this federal appeals court? Well, good morning. I'm glad to be with all of you. It's it really is the same thing. And we expected to see this file and the filing is coming not because it's some new uh, uh, matter before the court, but because there's a motion deadline. So the defendants had to file these types of motions in the case today uh, to get this out and to have some consideration. The judge could at least know what motions were pending. We expected to see this. This has been raised in some of the arguments. Uh, Trump's new lawyer in Georgia has talked about this extensively, but really the issue in the motion is whether or not a former president can be liable for acts he committed while he was president of the United States. And they argue that in fact, because he was acquitted in his impeachment trial, that that then bars him from further prosecution during uh, or because of those acts that occurred while he was president. That's always been a little bit of a different linchpin and maybe a kink, if you will, in the district attorney's case here in Georgia. And that is that she focused her conduct by and large on things that happened while he was president, not on witness intimidation after he was president, not on other acts, but on actual things that happened during his presidency. And so, as we know, the president's vested with a lot of power. One of those things is in fact, to have involvement in elections. Uh, the FBI is involved, DHS is involved, the U.S. attorney's offices all over the country involved. Those are federal functions. And as head of those federal agencies, the question is whether or not any acts he took might be arguably in support of those functions. And that, that ultimately be the question the appeals court addresses this week. And that is what the appeals court is addressing this week, exactly. The scope of Donald Trump's presidential immunity. And what you've seen in right. the arguments that obviously Jack Smith, the special counsel, says his case is entirely based on the fact that he does not think Trump has presidential immunity. Donald Trump's team arguing the opposite. How strong or weak do you think Trump's argument is for absolute immunity at this point? I think both sides have sort of pushed the boundaries of uh, rationality. Jack Smith argues that, well, you can't give absolute immunity because a president might order that the minority party members in Congress be killed during the State of the Union address or something. That seems to be such a ridiculous stretch that I think that that, that defies some credulity. At the same time, Trump says, well, I'm immune from anything. I can do anything I want to, which presumably would mean he could then, you know, collude with Russia or he could do other things that we might say, no, that pushes the boundaries, too. And so the needle that has to be threaded, I think, is what are really presidential functions? What are the things we expect from a president? Um, I, I, this case, though, because he has not been charged in Jack Smith's case with the insurrection, you begin to question, well, will the appeals court look at that as some indication that there's not enough evidence that he was criminally responsible for the insurrection and those things and, and instead try to focus on these issues dealing with the election counting and the vote counting and that kind of stuff. And that seems to be a little bit stronger. I think at the end of the day, he's not going to win simply on presidential immunity. Um, I, I just don't, it just seems to be one of his weaker arguments as he goes forward. But it, 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 we all knew, and I think this is expected uh, on both sides of the aisle, and that is that the Supreme Court is going to have to weigh into this because this case and this issue is not just about Trump. It's about the president 50 years from now and 100 years from now and what presidential power and presidential immunity will mean going forward, not just as we look sort of at the, the, the past of the, the oddities of the Trump administration. Yeah, and from, you know, 
district court to in one state to a federal case against him. I mean, it's right. you're, you're making an excellent point. It's great to see you, Michael. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you.